0: Hi, my name is Timothy Froud. I'm president and CEO of and Minerals Corp. We're a junior company focused on gold uh, resources in the province of Newfoundland and Labrador, Canada. Our flagship property is the Moosehead property which has some fantastic attributes including cross cut by the Trans-Canada Highway. It's only 18 kilometers from a deep water port and we're exploring in one of the world's uh, most preferred destinations right now. It certainly as a spotlight is on Newfoundland in general with probably 25 or 30 companies uh, busily uh, working away. Most companies are actually drilling right now. So it's a very exciting time to be uh, exploring in Newfoundland. And I think uh, the Moosehead story is certainly one that people would want to know about.
1: Timothy, really nice to meet you. Thank you for the introduction. I'm really looking forward to getting to know a little bit more about Sockerman, um Minerals.
0: My pleasure, Merle. Thank you.
1: Um, could you just right right off the start, could you bring up a map so that I could kind of under kind of just get the general picture about Newfoundland and understand, you know, where the players are and what your land position is. Because um I mean, one of the most remarkable things about this whole story for me is is the fact that you that you're born and bred, you know, you're working in your in your in your home patch.
0: Yes, that's that's correct. Uh, in fact, uh, my um, I'm sitting in my hometown as we speak with uh, Moosehead, uh, as I mentioned, the flagship property being just uh, 22 kilometers to the east of us. So uh, I, I kind of grew up uh, uh, knowing, I guess, that uh, this area was uh, was special to me in more than ways than one. And uh, little did I know that 30 odd years into my career, it would be basically my home base for uh, for a very very uh, high profile and I think uh, high potential goal property.
1: And um, there it is. There's Moosehead, right? It, it, what's that structure? Is that the Cape Rave um, shear zone or has it got a different yes, name? Uh, uh,
0: if you can see my mouse, so I'm down at the southwest yeah. corner here now. Uh, the town of port basque and actually where the Trans-Canada terminates in the western part of Newfoundland is here. Uh, it, it features most of, of uh, Newfoundland's, uh, I guess, premier gold projects uh, um, in terms of uh, the Marathon Gold Project uh, is uh, on its way to feasibility and perhaps even a sod turning later this year for you know, potentially uh, you know, a five plus million ounce gold deposit, certainly the largest undeveloped gold, gold deposit in, uh, in Newfoundland and Atlantic Canada for that matter. Uh, further to the southwest, we have Matador Mining's Cape Ray project, which is uh, uh, a multi-million gold uh, with a little bit of silver in it as well, a project. Uh, and as, as you correctly mentioned, uh, our Moosehead project, uh, as well as two other projects that we've joined venture to, uh, to junior companies, all sit on this major splay. And, and for lack of a better term, some people call it the, the, the Valentine Lake uh, shear zone. Some people call it yep. the Cape Ray, Valentine Lake structure, whatever you want to call it. It's certainly critical, and and one of these deep seated structures that you need to tap basic uh, deep seated fluids uh, uh, that are gold bearing, and and obviously uh, uh, in multiple sites along this structure, uh, we see um, um, you know significant gold deposits, uh, including our own Moosehead.
1: And. Um... I, I've seen your presentation. You describe Moosehead as being um, the intersection of the shear zone with with turbidites, um, and I've, I've, I spoke to Matador Mining recently, and they were talking about um, it's the kind of the intersection with the, um, with the structure and related to an intrusion and and um, almost like a kind of a brittle ductile, uh, almost like a kind of a brittle overprint with the mineralization coming through that. Do you? So, where you are, is there an intrusion related um, feature? Is there a kind of a heat source, a local heat source from an intrusion, or uh, have you not identified that yet?
0: Uh, in fact, Merlin, there is an intrusion just to the east of our project. It sits, in fact, between uh, uh, our project and uh, Newfound Goals Queensway project, who sit on the opposite side. We're sitting in basically a, a Silurian Devonian uh, basin of, of turbiditic sequences, as you correctly pointed out, uh, very similar, in fact. Uh, and not that different in age from the uh, from the turbidite sequences in in Victoria, Australia, that hosts the the Fosterville gold deposit. So we're in a, we're in a very similar setting to um, to um, to to that geologically, mineralogically, chemically, um, but but more I guess to the region. Yes, uh, we we are near a structure. Uh, sorry, a uh, an intrusion. Whether or not. At Valentine, uh, the mineralization is actually hosted within the intrusion. Uh, very little of it is actually uh, hosted in the uh, in the surrounding rocks and in, in the cover rocks that sit on it. Uh, in our case, we're, our mineralization is exclusively in in the sedimentary rocks and these turbidites, commonly associated uh, spatially uh, with these uh, late dikes that seem to be remobilized into the same structures. That, uh, that host our gold mineralization for the most part they don't terminate mineralization which I think is key in that they're not stoping out our mineralization but they just seem to be hand in hand some are pre some are sin and some are post mineralization so yeah and whether those dikes are coming off of it's called a Mount Peyton intrusion it's just to it's 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 actually just off our property uh, but again um, whether there's a direct link I don't think that science has been made yet
1: okay Um. I'm just gradually begin building a picture around it. Now, um, between 2018 and 2021, you drilled 60 odd thousand meters on the property.
0: Is that right? Yes, that's correct.
1: And you're now into a 100,000 meter drill out, and you've done 40 odd thousand meters of that. Yep. That's a lot of drilling. <laughs> That's it
0: is. It, it's a lot of data, and uh, unfortunately, uh, you can drill a lot more core uh, more quickly than you can actually get results back from it. And of course, this is a symptomatic uh, issue for for everybody in the industry and uh, uh, the labs here. There, there really is just the one lab here in Newfoundland, and it's working diligently to uh, double its production. And I've been actually, I spoke with the lab manager just the other day, and he told me that they hope within you know a few months or less to be actually back almost to uh, pre, I guess, uh, uh, excitement days here in Newfoundland, uh, whereby you you can get results back in in just a few weeks as opposed to a few months. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's- uh,
1: How do you handle that process? And how do you, you, you've got a couple of rigs running, two, three rigs running at the moment. How do you target, um, model, Analyze, you know, what's the can you just describe to me the process, kind of what's happening on the ground in terms of your thought process and actual kind of from drill core through to planning to data to model to, you know, that, that whole feedback mechanism?
0: Well, we, we you're correct. We, we have drilled uh, over 300 holes now ourselves. And uh, basically, we're, we're, we're trying to accomplish, I guess, uh, two things uh, uh, that are kind of interlinked. Um, what we're trying to do is basically expand uh, on the known mineralization that we have while at the same time trying to deliver a database uh, at some point down the road that will be sufficient for a 43101 resource estimate, which we haven't done yet, we're, we're, we're just not there yet. So we're basically taking the approach of build the thing outwards from you know, um, where we, basically what it is, it's a step out program based on 10 to 15 meter intersections uh, or, or, or holes planned to basically chase Uh, Now, these high-grade systems, like the Fosterville-type system that we're chasing, are notorious for having some very, very high grades, but in a very, very small volume of rock. In fact, we could probably fit the Swan Zone uh, in between, I'd say, 60% of the drill holes that are on this property right now. Uh, which may sound incredible, but it's true. I mean, uh, the, the Swan Zone is the Swan the Swan
1: Zone in, in in Fosterville. You're talking yes, about. yes,
0: exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, uh, you know, uh, something with a strike length of 50 meters. I mean, that's a typical that's a typical uh, drill hole spacing on uh, on most drill programs. So, if uh, and and historically, the, the program uh, the project we have Moosehead has been drilled. It uh, had over 100 drill holes in it previous to this, but but no one could hang anything together. And I think largely because people were thinking you know the structures were more throughgoing, a little more defined in terms of uh, of consistency. Not that there isn't consistency at Moosehead, but again, you know this type of system really wasn't recognized uh, until very recently and you know kudos to to Kirk Lake for for figuring out uh, you know the, the jewel in the gem in, in the crown uh, of their projects uh, at Fosterville. And, uh, you know, tight spate drilling is, is what it's all about. And, and that's what we're doing. It's our it's, it's why we've been so successful lately in terms of delivering consistent results, uh, certainly in the eastern trend and the footwall splay area. We've got five zones of mineralization that we're trying to bring into basically one 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 shell, one 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 deposit, uh, Merlin. And it's. Uh, uh, <laughs> Is it, is it is it
1: structurally controlled? Is it is it deformed sediments? Is it strata bound? Is it the intersection of uh, structure across a particular sediment type? Is it um, uh, the intersection of various structure types? Is it on fold hinges? You know, what's the what are the controls on your mineralization? Because if you've got to be drilling that tight, you know, th- th- there's got to be some geological variability which is controlling it.
0: Yeah, it is definitely structurally controlled, and uh, basically what we're seeing are are shear zones that are developed in the in the axes of very tightly folded uh, 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 sediments. Basically, okay. We we rarely get a rock much coarser grain than a sandstone. I mean, these are very very fine grain rocks, and it's often difficult to see markers and things. So um, that sort of uh, you know uh, luxury is is not available to us here. Basically, we we look for we look for structure. We drill for structure first, and 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 grade second. And um, you know the, the 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 methodology that we use is is, is quite simple. Basically, um, don't get too cute, and you know drill multiple holes from 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 a from a section. I mean, sometimes these things uh, ramps and flats sort of thing. Um, it seems like where we come off of a of a ramp and onto a flat, we get thickening, and those zones can can only be a few tens of meters uh, in. Uh, in Volume and uh, you can hold a lot of gold when you're drilling multiple ounces. So, you know, we, we will stick to this plan, and it seems to be working for us right now.
1: Is there any? Is there an alteration that you can see? Is there a sulfide content? Is it the sulfur salts? Is it the? You know, when do you know? Uh, 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 and I, I know you've got visible gold, but is is? <laughs> is there a visual clue to when you're on the on the on the money? Uh,
0: yes, and, and um, we, we think it's part of. Most of the aspects of, of things that you look for that you just mentioned, uh, what we look for first in, in in terms of structure is that we start to see cleavage developed, you know, uh, uh, cross cutting the bedding, and 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 it and it's flat further away, and when it becomes almost perpendicular to uh, uh, to the actual bedding that we can identify, that tells us that we're near the fold nose, and that we're probably very close to where the thing bends over and. That's basically uh, you know the the next little mm, next little squeeze kind of makes the thing slip and that's when you get your crack seal and your uh, and your veins just sort of fill in those uh, those opportunities and uh, it's uh, so it's it's largely a structural thing in terms of alteration the jury's still out on that um, we don't see a lot of you know classic you know just destroy the rock and, and make it something else we, we're still able to see primary features so, it's, it's subtle, it's 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 brittle, and um, yeah, we, we do see increases in sulfide, mostly pyrite and arsenopyrite. But of course, the vein mineralogy is, is another thing um, where we start seeing uh, belangerite, which is a lead antimony uh, uh, sulfur salt, uh, in harmony with a little bit of tansphalerite, chalcopyrite. That's where our grades just balloon. Um, Outside of that, in terms of the actual host rocks, the sediments themselves, uh, mainly what we see Merlin is increases in, 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 in nice acicular uh, arsenopyrite to a couple of percent uh, and about a similar percentage in, in pyrite. But it can just, it can just come in like, like bang, there it is. Sometimes it's the sulfides that you see before you see any other changes in the rock. It's, uh, it's, it's quite interesting. It may
1: be that the tur- the turbidites are relatively um, unreactive. You know, if they're just kind of tridimensional, and it's just silicate, you know, um, silica sand grains. You know, there's not there's not much to alter. You know, there's not a lot of clay mineral in there that you can, uh, yes, not a lot of feldspar, to, to to degrade to clay.
0: Yeah, and I did mention, of course, the presence of of these uh, mafic dikes, uh, these gabbroic dikes maybe they're the iron that's that you know that the gold likes to cling onto and precipitate out and maybe it's the trigger is, is fluids that are associated with these dikes. Again we see we see pre-mineral, thin mineral and post-mineral dikes and um, so it, it's not like the dike is a bad thing. Uh, they are generally mineralized. Uh, typically they have lower grades anywhere from less than a gram to maybe 10 grams it's the veins that really carry the day here for us in terms of of, of grades. So again, you know, uh, we have we have multiple holes with you know more than an ounce of you know per ton uh, on average grade. You call me old fashioned, but I do like a nice mineral resource.
1: Um, are you working towards <laughs> one?
0: I'd like to think we are. Yes, I think every hole is one hole closer to that. <laughs> uh, again, uh, some people you know don't don't like don't like forty three one zero ones. Basically, um, of course, everybody knows what happens the QP comes in and, and cuts all your grades. So all your beautiful assays that you're reporting in your press release, your shareholders are left scratching their head saying, wow, what happened to all the gold? Well, it just doesn't work that way. And as we know, everything gets cut to a certain level. Uh, I think in, in cases like, like Moosehead, you know, I think we'll be given the benefit of the doubt and we'll actually be able to get probably uh, a higher top cut than, than we would if it was just uh, you know a couple of uh, odd anomalies. Like I said, a very high percentage. I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly how many, uh, but certainly in the multiple percent of our drill intersections are, are what we you would call high grade. And I'm term- and I call high grade here uh, what people would call bonanza grade on on most other projects. So um, we feel that uh, yeah we're, we're basically marching towards that. When will we be ready to do that? I think once we merge all of our zones into one continuous uh, network one 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 shell basically instead of having the 75 zone and south pond and the 253 the football splay the western trend once all of these have been merged into one and and we feel that they are all part of one one system they're not like different events i think what it is is basically and you talked about structure earlier you know uh basically the thrust the thrust fault is it's is, is coming near vertical and basically you're getting these splays coming off of this and we're seeing multiple splays and that's why we feel things like the western trend and the eastern trend are basically two splays off the same fault and uh, we're working towards it uh the footwall splay which is an offset of the eastern trend uh is a connector basically so um can you check? Have you got a section of this
1: to, to show me? I, I I I do want to look at the slide nine in your corporate presentation because that's got all the different zones in it. But I just wonder: have you got a long section or a cross section, just to
0: help me? Okay, you really need to see this in in a like a three D sort of movie. And uh, yeah, I do have one. If I can, if I can have a minute to. Um, to dig it out, but uh, basically mm-hmm. this is uh, this is a plan view. This is a this is from our last uh, news release, uh, the first one for 2022, and basically what it is, we're we're basically infilling uh, fairly large gaps. Uh, what what you see here is the red. This is the eastern trend as we know it. Um, what we're doing is basically infilling large gaps, and I'm talking 50 meter you know squares uh, yep. in what we call the Eastern Trends, where there's no no resource would be there without these holes. So we need these holes, even though they're infill, uh, as well as some step-out holes uh, in the 75 zone, basically growing these things together. But uh, um, we think, and like I said, you really need to see this uh, in a a movie. So let me just see if I can find it quickly without too much fuss.
1: Well, um, if if you can drink while you think. what, what depths are you drilling? You know, what's, what's an average hole depth? Uh,
0: well, we're chasing mineralization mainly on two levels. Uh, one is uh, from surface down to 60 to 70 meters. That's where most of our highest grade uh, intersections have actually been. Uh, although lately we're starting to see holes down vertically 200 to 250 meters uh, hole lengths in the 350 to 400 meter length. We really haven't had reason to go, you know, on a big, on a big wingding hole down, you know, 800 meters yet. Uh, there's, there's so much, as I call it low hanging fruit here, Merlin, that, uh, why, why pass up gaining the knowledge from a half a dozen drill holes short near surface yeah. that give you extra millerization in terms of, you know, ounces down the road, rather than a risky, I, I consider those types of holes risky. Uh, I'm not adverse to drilling a couple at some point, but uh, uh, we're also just finishing up, uh, we're having some issues with the, uh, with the upper levels of the data in a CSAMT survey that we're looking to hopefully um, merge that with the, with, the, with the knowledge we do have in terms of our drill hole database and where the mineralization is and see if we can see where these things may coalesce at depth. Uh, Using
1: geophysics, so so, kind of get yes. the signature of what you know at the surface, and then extrapolate that to depth.
0: Yes, and we want to have all that. I mean, to drill prior to having all that, uh, you know, information is is, yeah. is is it would be kind of folly, and I think a waste of our shareholders' money. So, um, how did he find it? Um, you know, what were the what were the surface indicators? There's there's no outcrop uh, uh, exposing the mineralization anywhere on this uh, on this project. Uh, it's, uh,
1: <laughs> it's yes, you'll tell.
0: Yeah, it's uh, basically you're looking. It's it's totally blind in terms of surface exposures and uh, surface boulders. Actually, was found by Naranda prospectors in the late '80s. Um, they were probably looking for BMS, weren't they? Uh, no, they were following up on the government. Uh, it was when the government. It was this is post Hope Brook, and Hope Brook was Newfoundland's first true gold mine that was discovered by uh, BP Resources in the early '80s, and it became. Uh, a modestly successful producer in terms of produced just under a million ounces, but it struggled to make money. Uh, it was producing gold back then, of course, gold was uh, just three or four hundred dollars an ounce, and they, they tried to operate an underground. mine. Anyway, long story short, so after the government realized that there could be significant size gold deposits in Newfoundland, because we were never a jurisdiction, people came to look for gold. People came to look for iron ore or nickel or, or things like that uh, or copper. Uh, but no one really looked for, the, for, for gold, so they, they commissioned a big, regional, province-wide lake sediment geochemistry program, and it turned up some anomalous lake sediments in gold, arsenic, and antimony on uh, what is now the Moosehead project. So Naranda sent in prospectors and promptly found uh, several boulders that ran up to, I think, uh, 400 grams per tonne, uh, and basically they staked it and Naranda drilled three holes. Of course, Naranda was never a really good gold company, with all due respect to Naranda. They were a very good base metal company, uh, and they drilled uh, and they drilled, thinking they were looking for for 500 million ton ore body. So uh, they, they, they drilled three holes that were widely spaced, got some anomalous values, and, and basically let the ground lapse. And uh, the founders of what is now Altius Minerals Corp, uh, now a royalty paying company. Wow. <laughs> Good for them. Uh, are arguably the most successful junior ever to come out of Newfoundland, uh, acquired it and through various joint venture partners to, um, drilled a hundred holes over almost a 20 year period. And finally we found each other <laughs> and, uh, in our very first drill hole, I know I'm going way back here in, in terms of what we're probably talking about, but, uh, yeah, in our very first hole, we, we cut uh, 12 meters of 45 grams and uh, our, our fortune hasn't uh, been the same since then. Uh, or, or, or I guess basically our fortunes were determined based on that and uh, we haven't looked back. Uh, um, so, okay, I found that mineralized modeling. Let me just see if I can, can you see that now?
1: I certainly can.
0: Okay, now let's see if we can get that any bigger. That's pretty good. So here you can see basically our five main zones. Uh, the red would be the Eastern trend, uh, the blue would be the Western trend. And that's where basically the historical resource was. So if I stop it there, you can see where there's several zones that are kind of sub parallel to each other. Of course, the two biggies being the uh, being the main Eastern trend and the blue being the Western trend. And yeah, as you can see, there's a plethora of drill hole directions here, meaning that, uh, um, uh, people were kind of <laughs> surmising or guessing, <laughs> well, we, where do we go from here? And, uh, I, I think, uh, I think we've gotten a little better at, at targeting, uh, but one feature that I want to, um, uh, see here, I don't know how well you can see this, but, uh, you can see this little yellow gem coming out through here. Yeah. This is what we call our footwall's splay.
1: play. Yeah.
0: And it's at a completely different orientation than what we were used to seeing gold, uh, uh sitting in here. And now it looks like it actually may be one of these linking structures between the uh, between the uh, hey. eastern trend and the western trend. Yeah. Um, if we just continue with this now, we'll see we'll see it a little better. And Basically, it 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 just curls right in under and sits as a just basically a, an appendage, if you will, to to the main eastern trend. And this is where some of our, our best grades are. Uh, no trouble to get a few meters of 30, 40, 50 grams uh, in, in this, uh, but our mission right now, and, and it may look, uh, and of course looking at things in a, in a still shot is always deceiving, but you can see here, this is what we call our 75 zone, and it was, we call it that because it was intersected first in whole 75, but uh, our mission right now is to grow this towards that, and grow this towards that, so basically, and you'll see the gaps here in, in drilling, Uh, This is the South Pond zone. This is something we found uh, late last, uh, well, mid-summer last year, follow up of uh, some float on the side of uh, of South Pond. Uh, We drilled and got, uh, again, um, some pretty decent grades, 30, 40 grams over several meters. And it's all still wide open pretty much with the exception of one or two holes that really aren't even on the section. So we'll just continue on here. And you'll start to see where you, you can see some pretty big gaps in terms of, uh, of can drill you just, coverage. Can you, here.
1: Just, can you just stop it there, please?
0: Right here. Right? Yeah. So, okay, so here so, we are marching the eastern trend as far as we can. These are barge base holes here. So we currently can't drill with a barge because the pond is partially frozen. Unfortunately, it's not frozen enough to uh, get a rig out on the pond right now. Uh, and it's looking kind of dubious that we'll get out there based on the amount of winter that's left. But uh, uh, in any event... Right now, we're currently focused on, on this area in here. And as you can see, you know, there's, if I just let this go I, I, just a little bit further, yeah. you know, you can see there's some pretty serious gaps here, you know, between, between zones. So uh, these, these, red, these black circles here are, are sea holes that Altius drilled about 25 years ago that only really collared into a meter of bedrock, and that was it. So really, there's only one or two holes between the western trend and the south pond. And this gap represents about 250 meters. So um, there's a lot of room here for us to grow internal, if you will, to what we now know as the zones we have. Uh, at the same time, we're going to be expanding everything you know, with, within reason uh, or means to, to basically make everything bigger in every sense of direction. But what we really want to do, and maybe I'll just bring this back again a little bit just to show. Okay. Again, where these things may coalesce at depth. And sorry, I interrupted your uh, your question, but you can tell me when to stop again. Now, when we come around, because uh, it's our belief you- that that these things all do emanate from from a common feeder source uh, at depth.
1: And um, are you comfortable with where you're drilling at the moment in the, in your drill direction? Have you have you kind of settled on a on a preferred um, azimuth and dip.
0: Yes. Although we still get surprises, which are, which are going to get anyway. Um, Most of our holes are now drilled basically from, from East to West, uh, just, just for a rough sense of direction. Um, For years, uh, no one bothered to drill many holes uh, in in that direction. And consequently we're, we're, we're missing, we're missing the zone. Uh, In fact, that's exactly what happened at our, our discovery hole. We, we basically turned to drill to almost uh, 130 degrees from where it it uh, uh, from inside the pond, from from previous known setups, and we we intersected a very significant uh, gold intersection that uh, now was obviously a key part of our uh, of our eastern trend.
1: Now. Um- Great Bear just got bought out with no resource on them, and n- n- Newfound Gold have got a billion-dollar market cap and no resource. Um, you've got a market cap of whatever it is, seventy million Canadian. Um, what's 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 the gap? What's the difference?
0: I wish I knew that. It's it's a bit of a sore point, obviously for me uh, personally. Uh, I think. There are other companies as well. Uh, you know, you take you factor Newfound out of it, the elephant in the room, uh, and even other companies that have come into this play subsequent to. Um, well, we we probably brought you know a, a large part of uh, of what's happening here, in, in addition to, uh, to obviously the fine work that the folks at Marathon Gold have done. But you know, we drilled our discovery hole in 2018. Newfound drilled theirs in 2019. So, you know, we brought some players to the table. Now, clearly or sorry, newfound with their, you know, fantastic marketing and, uh, uh and, and, big budget approach to things, uh, have certainly, you know, lit the fire here and, and beat the drum, uh, quite loudly. But, you know, if you look at the, at the body of work, really, there's only two companies in this part of the province that really have, you know, uh, any, any volume of, of data worth basing a reasonable share price on. And, and why they're 20 times our market cap, uh, um, I don't quite know yet, uh, but yeah, we, you know, it's a bit of a sore point, but, uh, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think, uh, the laundry will get done and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll reward our shareholders with a much higher, uh, share price.
1: And, um, those, those lenses that I was looking at, uh, how thick were they? I mean, are, we, are you talking two meters or is it five meters? If you think you're in the zone, and I know there's a great deal of variability, but what do, what do you um, think? Oh, we're, we're on it. And is it five meters at one ounce or is it two meters at two ounces?
0: I think uh, it, it varies between uh, those, those really high-grade veins, and, and uh, we do get variations in thickness in terms of support from the wall rock, the hanging wall, and the foot wall, the other side of the veins. Uh, the veins range from less than a meter up to, I think, our best quartz intersection with, with gold in it, there's probably six meters. So, uh, and by the time you factor in you know, the support from the wall rock, and I'm not talking 50 PPB support, I'm talking, you know, half a gram or a gram material that can stretch things out. We're we're looking at a zone that's between two and, and 10 meters in sickness. Uh, you know, you can use five as an average, I think. Uh, and um, we've drilled now down down plunge, I guess, if you will, or down the, you know, not down the dip. Uh, you know, that may sound, that could sound two ways, but you know, down dip, uh, the intersect. You know, the mineralization's been defined for about two hundred and fifty meters, and um, four hundred. Uh, uh, we hope to close the gap to bring basically the seventy-five zone in tune and, and directly connect with the, with the with the eastern trend, uh, five hundred meters. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. No, all, and, and 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 open in every direction.
1: And and uh, if you, if you take an average five five meter kind of package, that, does it come out at fifteen grams a ton? And I'm not asking you to kind of predict what the resource grade is, but um, you know, when, when do you th- when you get the assays back, you go, okay, we're we're in it. What does wh- what does that look like to you when you get those assays back?
0: Well, when we well we we. We're kind of lucky, like we do see visible gold quite a bit. Um, and obviously when we see visible gold, the grades will reflect that. Um, it's when we don't see visible gold um, that gets a little tougher. Uh, we have to wait for the assays. And, and right now we're about 30 or so holes um, outstanding. Um we're not, we're not sitting on assays. Uh, we, you know, everything that's material has been rushed to the lab and, and, and report We do have about 1200 or so assays outstanding. That would either be extra sampling in the holes or, or whatever. Uh, we've been drilling now for a few weeks on, on, you know, on this project again, and we are, you know, again, um, cutting what we feel is material core and rushing it to to the lab so again we're back into that uh, wait and see mode but um uh, uh i don't know i mean uh, i i'm i am i have never done a 43101 resource personally in terms of calculating out what that is that's a lot of uh, a lot of math and computer science there but uh, um you know it, it's going to depend on a lot of things it's going to depend on what you use as a cutoff it's going to depend on um uh how comfortable the QP is in in linking these things and this is where i think uh, to answer again another question you asked earlier was you know how do you feel about uh, the way you're doing things uh, that our drill spacing will help us in that regard in terms of putting a more defined a sharper more sharper sharper defined uh, target uh, in terms of ounces on the map uh, down the road and uh, and eliminate the need for you know costly infill drilling because i mean uh, it's hard to drill in uh, infill, you know, uh, 50 meters you can, but if your target is, you know, down the hole, hundred meters, you run the risk of that hole crossing the plane of a hole alongside it. So it's, it's, uh, um, yeah, um, I, I can't say for sure it's going to be two grams or 10 or 15. Uh, but, uh, and that's why, I mean, we, you know, the more holes we have, you know, the, the, the more assured you will be that it's going to be a good number and we're we're not there yet we we have uh, uh you know obviously 50,000 plus more meters in this phase and we're not going to stop there either um you know uh, we'll probably be raising some money at some point this year uh we currently have just about 9 9 in change in the bank um and based on pre- projections of cost you know that's enough to certainly complete the the, the program um now our other project that we may or may not get a chance to talk about. Obviously, will require some attention as well. And um, so, yeah, we'll be looking to raise a little bit of money this year. But uh, Moosehead will always be our flagship, uh, and that will never change.
1: Okay, so let's just, um, just two really quick um, questions. How many metres are you drilling a month at the moment at this, at this kind of go-forward go rate? Or will you be drilling uh, how many metres a month?
0: We should finish this, this, this round, this, this next 50,000 metres by late summer. So if we look at that, you know, six, uh, maybe 8,000 8, meters a month.
1: Try and uh, tie this all into a resource. Are you going to wait for the data for the full 50,000 meters and then so try and pull it into a resource at the back end of the year? Or are you going to try and pull the trigger on something earlier?
0: Uh, well, we're going to want to have all the, all, all the assays, uh, certainly as many as possible, uh, that are relevant to you know, the resource. And again, it depends on, on when the QP does his modeling. What is he going to call a shell? You know, what is he going to use? Uh, what is his cutoff going to be? So, uh, I'd, I'd prefer to have all the all the assays uh, in hand before we do anything like that. So, you know, it'll be next year before anything comes out for sure. I I, I very doubt we'll have anything out uh, in twenty twenty two. Maron.
1: Okay. Thank you. That's really really helpful. Um, right. Let's. We've, we've got a couple of minutes on other projects um Lee, golden what's it called golden hope yeah you've 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 been um some waves in the on the on, on the li- in the lithium space i believe
0: yeah well it's funny saying when you're an exploration company you know you should always have uh your eyes wide open to any any possibilities and uh, leave no stone unturned pardon the pun uh while prospecting for uh gold on our golden hope project which is down in southwestern Newfoundland, southwest further even of, uh, of Valentine Lake, um, we made a discovery of, uh, I consider some high grades, a couple of percent uh, LI2O um, in a swarm of pegmatite dikes that just won't seem to stop growing. Uh, we've defined mineralization in, in, in outcrop and in float over two kilometers, a long strike, and about a kilometer uh, in apparent thickness. In fact, we, we, we just completed a very short program. It probably would have been longer, but the weather is just terrible. <laughs> uh, we lost a, a good number of days. Um, it was starting to get a bit of a cost annoyance for us, so we decided to. And besides, we, 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 we have enough information. We now have confirmed. You know, significant thicknesses of pegmatite with lithium uh, in them, based on visuals of uh, spodumene, um, and yeah, we're we're basically going to retool now for the next phase of drilling, which will start uh, at some point in 2022. Um, very exciting, but it's still a gold project. And we also cut a lot of samples <laughs> in those same drill holes for uh, for potentially gold mineralization. Uh, whenever I see pyrite and silica together, that's always a good thing for me. And uh, we did take uh, several hundred samples for gold too. So, uh, And after that, uh, Gray River, another JV with Benton, uh, we drilled five holes there uh, last fall, still waiting for the finals on those. But uh, four or five holes report significant gold mineralization, uh, up to uh, 37 grams in, in some in some narrow intervals where gold previously wasn't really reported before. The is 14 kilometers long. Uh, the drill holes cover five drill holes cover a four kilometer strike length. It could be something very significant, uh, and it obviously you, is going to require.
1: Are you carried on those? Are you operating those joint ventures? You know, what are your funding commitments to the, to the joint venture? Um, projects you've got? Uh,
0: that's, that's 50-50 with Benton in terms of, uh, of reward and risk, in terms of cost. Uh, we both pay 50% of the bills because Benton has a little more of a, of a manpower advantage over us. Uh, they are managing the project and I have no issue with that. keeps us focused on Moosehead. Um, yeah, so we basically um, are looking to raise probably a couple million dollars for Grey River, a couple million dollars again for Golden Hope to evaluate not just the lithium, but as well the gold. Um, and then I must speak of our other 100% owned project, Fleur de Lis, up on the north coast of Newfoundland, that's targeting uh, Kurnalt, uh type of uh, mineralization. And for those not familiar with Currinalt, it's an Irish gold deposit, uh, over 6 million ounces. It's, it's one of the largest gold deposits in the Caledonites. Yeah, we've got a little chunk of that geology sitting right on the North coast of Newfoundland. And uh, we are in the process of getting our final till results back from our phase one project there. And uh, we're coming up with some pretty impressive gold grain counts. Uh, In fact, we just received our highest gold grain counts a little bit out of the bag here today. Uh, In the last batch of results, uh, several hundred grains, mostly pristine in an area with very little to no work. Again, this 1900, Uh, Claim property had uh, one drill hole, (laughs) (laughs) one drill hole. And
1: you're doing bottom of tills auger sampling, is that right?
0: Uh, No, these are all uh, Sea Horizon tills, uh, hand dug, yeah, under the stewardship of uh, overburden drilling management, uh, I think for probably the world's leaders in terms of managing and implementing and understanding uh, uh, gold in glacial systems, Uh, so we worked closely with them and everything we do is with uh, you know, with their guidance and support. And uh, uh, I think Fleur de Lis will now start to take on a more critical uh, uh, role in our, in our development. In fact, we could even be drilling on, on, on Fleur de Lis late next year, or sorry, late this year. Wow, it's already 20, February, 2022, I can't believe it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's 100% owned. We got a big land position. It's a district scale. It's 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 a, it's a company maker, really, on its own. Yeah. And I think uh, uh, and we're in a great area. All of Newfoundland's current gold production comes from, guess where? The beaver Peninsula, which is where the Fleur de Lis project is. So uh, Brownfields, everyone's on board, great jurisdiction. Um, I like our chances. Yeah, well, it's great. It's
1: really important as an exploration company to maintain optionality. And you you've got to have that hopper of projects coming through because not all of them are going to make it some are going to no. fall over yes. some are going to go through and um, with a kind of a market favorite at the moment something like lithium you can you may be able to monetize or be able to do a deal which will kind of some funding structure will enable you to go further on one of your other projects or you'll get a carried interest you know it's, it's these these, these um, you need the irons in the fire you need to have this leverage this opportunity suite as an Explorer developer so um, it's really uh interesting to see what's going on through your portfolio in Newfoundland
0: yes well thank you Merlin and as you correctly point out you need that pipeline of projects I mean you can't just be focused on uh, or, or have just one asset and, and expect to, you know to you know uh, reward your shareholders uh, every time with with that uh, with that sort of uh, uh, position I think Obviously, the lithium, as you point out, is something that we hope to monetize uh, in this hot lithium market, which is why basically we, we made the extraordinary move to drill this thing so quickly. We only acquired this project, which was a grassroots project, you know, uh, six months ago or seven months ago. So right. it's 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 very quick to do this. Uh, it's not something I'm used to doing, but the target was just so compelling uh, that we, uh, we decided to uh, go ahead with that uh, small program. And as you correctly pointed out, uh, Uh, you need that pipeline of projects. So we want to know where this project is going to sit with in our setup uh, uh, as soon as possible. Uh, We are still a goal company, uh, first and foremost. And if we can monetize the lithium to our shareholders advantage, uh, uh, we'll want to do that as quickly as we can.
1: Timothy, thank you so much. It's been a fantastic insight into what your company is doing in Newfoundland. I really appreciate it Um, and good luck with the drilling this year. I look forward to catching up during the course of the year.
0: Great, Merlin. Thank you very, very much.